When I was a young adult, I struggled with deep melancholia and often intractable depression. I remember once I forced myself to get up and bake challah. I thought somehow that that process would lift me up. I started mixing the flour and the water and the yeast and it felt like those elements would never come together. If you've ever made challah, you know there's some moments before the dough coheres where, it just, where everything kind of separates and it just feels like it's not going to be dough. I burst into tears. And I kept mixing and I kept kneading and finally, that dough came together. It began to feel like, like dough. And if you've ever made bread, you know that magic moment when a shaggy, watery mixture comes together. My tears subsided as the dough began to take on that silky smoothness that signals great challah to come. In the face of seeming impossibility, I just kept kneading. Hope was born. And eventually came the fullness of that hope in the form of risen bread. Beautifully braided warm challah that I shared with my friends as we broke bread over a sacred Sabbath meal, eating the very symbol of my hope born on a day of seeming impossibility. Think for a moment. What impossibility have you faced? Or what impossibility might you be facing at this very moment? When does it feel like you just can't move, can't go forward, maybe even have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning? In our sacred story this week, in the portion of Bishalach, there's much about facing impossibility. And it teaches us powerful lessons about how to go forward. Here's how the story goes. The children of Israel, a group of ragtag slaves, were finally leaving Egypt, finally being set free poised before the sea of reeds with a raging army of their slave owners, slave masters behind them, the Egyptians at their backs riding 600 chariots, some say even more. The Israelites were terrified, desperate to be rescued, facing what they thought was absolute impossibility and for sure death. They cry out to Moses. There weren't enough graves in Egypt that you had to take us out to die in the wilderness? What is it that you've done to us to take us out of Egypt? We told you this would happen. We would rather serve the Egyptians than die in the wilderness. Hanubli, Enk, Varim, B'Mitzvayim, L'Kachtanu, L'Amut, B'Mitzvayim, 
So here it is, the inception of the Israelite habit of whining, <laughs> of complaint, of yearning to go back to Egypt, a pattern which will repeat again and again throughout the story of their wanderings in the wilderness. Moses assures the Israelites that God will do battle on their behalf. But then God says to Moses, in one of my all-time favorite lines of the Torah, what are you yelling at me for? Just go forward. Speak to the Israelites. Interesting. Even in this story of divine miracles, of absolute divine power, the Torah tells us that human agency is essential. Or maybe I should say that especially in this story of divine power, human agency is essential. Just go forward. Instead, the rabbinic legend tells us that at this very moment, what are the Israelites doing? They are arguing. One tribe says, you go first. Another tribe says, you go first. A third tribe, tribe says, you go first. And as they are, they are arguing, one man gets up and starts walking into the sea. His name is Nachshon ben Aminadav. Nachshon, the son, the son of Aminadav. He walks right into the sea the water up to his knees, up to his thighs, up to his waist. He keeps on going, up to his chest, up to his neck, finally over his nostrils. Apparently, he did not know how to swim. And finally, the sea splits. He just continued walking through the water. He had the faith not to debate, not to cogitate, not to deliberate or dominate or commiserate. He just got up and walked right into that sea of impossibility. His courage making it possible for the children of Israel to pass through safely on dry ground. Just as my kneading allowed chaos in a bowl to cohere into form, to rock and roll and become bread, his slogging forward into the sea allowed liquid to shift and become dry ground, providing a life-saving path for his people out of Egypt into the broad expanse of the wilderness. There's another person in this story that shows, up, shows us how to step up into radical impossibility. Her name is Miriam. She's the older sister of Moses. So to continue with our story, the children of Israel go slavely through the Reed Sea with the Egyptians on their back, at their backs and the sea closes over their slave masters and all the Egyptians drown. 
When the Israelites see this, their faith is born and they rise, they raise their voices in song. In the first song, Moses, Moses leads them. In Shirat Hayam, in the Song of the Sea, Rashi, sorry, sorry, and after his song is complete, Miriam jumps right in to lead the women in song and dance. The Torah tells us, Vatikach Miriam Hanivya, Achot Aaron, Etatov Biada, Vatetsena Kohanashim Achareha, Vitupim Ubimicholot. Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women came out after her with timbrels and with dances.
celebrate. Here are the ways that, here are the movements through which to get through impossibility. Needing, sludging forward, <laughs> Exactly the right moment to celebrate. <laughs>